ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Hey, welcome to What in the World. Oh, that's why we're here. I thought we were just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, praising the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> praising the Lord. Of the, the the Lord of Microphones. Mm, the Lord our the mic. the worst orgy I've ever been invited to. <laughs> <laughs> we have a guest on What in the World this time for the what? next two weeks. Oh, I'm excited. Somebody wanted to. Somebody was willing to tolerate us for a few hours. And yeah, yeah. That's hard <laughs> to find. Samir Suri is here. Hello, hello, darlings. I'm here, back on an Unpops show for the first time in the morning. This will be the first time I've done Unpops without drinking before. Ooh. Oh wow! Hopefully, Sober. I will still be as infuriating. <laughs> I mean, to it's the first time for somebody. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Irish uh, coffee is my uh, is my whiskey is is my is my coffee. I don't know. I've, I've, <laughs> it hasn't kicked in yet, so I'm not in a I'm not in a you know or it has kicked in. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Happy, oh, and it's 4:20 as well. Yeah, I don't know yeah. when this episode's coming out, but it's 4:20 while we're recording. So you're welcome. Yeah, I'm sober unless you count weed, in which that weed case, doesn't I'm count. Never, ever, 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 ever. So according, <laughs> according to our religion, weed doesn't count. So. Yeah, I wish I could mm-hmm. smoke pot. I can't afford those munchies. You just smoke a sativa. That doesn't give you munchies. That's only indica. That do you not? Oh. Same. Yeah, nice. sativa is every day. sativa is almost like an ADD drug. It'll suppress your appetite. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's well, pretty... I, got, I I fell off the cigarette wagon. Oh yeah, so I have that working for me there. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, so you're smoking now? I smoke occasionally now. Do you have cigarettes with you? No, you motherfucker. I'm so sorry. Because that's I... the only time I smoke now is when people when other have people have I, no the same no the same. That's what I do because I used to smoke two packs a day. Oh, really? Jesus. Yeah. That's John Mellencamp numbers. <laughs> Did you crazy. put out a blues album? It was a... <laughs> That's a lot of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. It was Fran Leibowitz numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, guess what we're talking about today? We are talking about... Uh... Fake rice in I Nigeria. Didn't want, I didn't want to. I, I was about to say his name out loud, but then I remembered I don't believe he's a real person. I think uh. he's an automaton. So, we're just talking about good old President O.J., the president. <laughs> Good old OJ. My friend. He's everyone's friend. Orange Jesus. I don't think he's changed. He's been in the office of about 100 days. He has not changed suits yet. I think he has a dis- like what, what? I don't know what type of mental deficiency. I was going to say retardation, even though I just said it. Ding, ding. <laughs> I don't know what it is that makes you go like, I have to wear the same suit every day or the same shirt. Or, you know, like it's not OCD, yeah. but it's like on that level. He has that because he has not worn a different suit. It's like an exoskeleton. Yeah. He hasn't worn a gray suit, a brown suit. <laughs> he didn't wear like powder blue for Easter. He has worn the exact same but suit. But can you imagine every with day. that skin and hair tone, a powder blue I suit? I would just like to see <laughs> something. A, a little variety. Powder just, blue, bright orange, yeah. whatever the fuck. Like golden you, showers. You know hairdo. that scene that they show you in Batman when uh, Michael. Keaton as Bruce Willis goes to the <laughs> closet. Bruce as Bruce Willis goes to the closet. <laughs> He's a method actor, guys. You have no idea how deep this goes. He saw dead people the whole time. No. Bruce Wayne goes to the closet and he you see all the suits and they're just all black jackets. Yeah. All, and you go at first you go, Oh, well, this guy just wears the same outfit because he's Batman. 
And then you realize, no, he's insane too. <laughs> because he only wears the same thing every day and will yeah. like cry if Alfred doesn't steam it properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hung around the hanger of each of Trump's suits is the identical bottle of hairspray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid, man. What the, before we we actually talk about what we're well that that does kind of tie into what we're talking about because we we're our, the subject is all of the things Trump has changed what he's changed all of his stances that he has his hair sweeps to the left now pivoted the right? on <laughs> yeah exactly because he has doesn't uh, move in the wind anymore <laughs> he has he has upset some of his some of the people who got him elected no way he has the things he's changed stance on <laughs> for example Syria. For example, Syria. I d- oh my. Well, that I mean, that is the big one I object to. I mean, a lot of the other stuff. And when we get to that, I'll be infuriating everybody again by defending him. But here is where you get your satisfaction. I don't know. <laughs> I. D- when are you people going to give up this white man's burn bullshit? Western governments have got to understand you are not going to fix the third world. Sorry, darlings, you tried. We'll give you a sticker. You gave it centuries, but this is a pipe dream now. The ineluctable lesson of the entire history of the 20th century and so far the 21st century is when you dislodge a secular dictator in the Middle East, no matter how bad he is, what replaces him is worse. It was true in Iran. It was true in Libya. It was true for a while in Egypt. Luckily, the Supreme Council of Armed Forces remained in place even after Mubarak's ouster, so they were able to maneuver the Muslim Brotherhood away from power and get a comparatively less insane general in. Um, But that isn't going to happen in Syria. If Assad goes, the military establishment goes with him. And what replaces it, the other option, the other prevailing wind in that country is, or are, ISIS and the al-Nusra front. That is whom we are assisting by weakening the Assad regime. This is idiotic. And and you know what the most upsetting thing about what you just said is? You just told white people they can't do something. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, Syria has been the biggest ally in the fight against ISIS this entire time. Yeah. Whether you like Assad or not, you have to realize that that is a fact. Nobody Russia... likes Assad. His wife doesn't like Assad. <laughs> uh, she's a gorgeous, <clears throat> fabulous English trophy wife. She's one of those great. She's like one of those socialites who's <laughs> running around. She's so good. I, I don't think I've ever... Dictator by she day, she debutante by night. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> boom. We just profiled. made a new TV series. Miniseries? Miniseries? Write it down, Write it Jess. down. Write she it down. had a Vogue profile before this all blew up. It was a rose in the desert, her Vogue profile. It was a big controversy. <laughs> you think Melania is jealous? So... <laughs> you think Melania is a little jealous of her, uh, of her profile? Well, I mean, the first lady of Syria speaks better English than the first lady of the United States. She's Sing. hanging around. Yeah. Women in Gaza. Has Melania been in Vogue? I don't think so. Syria. That's thing. <laughs> one for Syria. Okay. We're, I'm keeping a tally board right now. Syria's up one nothing. America, your move. Yeah. She did get Ralph Lauren to do her inauguration dress, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- this is one I'm, I'm really torn on. Like the, I get the idea that we don't want to meddle in the Middle East, but kind of... What's happening in the Middle East is also a lot of our doing. Right, because of the, s- the exact thing you're saying is us going in and trying to topple other governments that we disagree with. Right. But I don't... I, the idea of voting for Trump was there's a new sheriff in town. We're not going to do all this old but bullshit you anymore. honestly Oh, so he wanted believed- he, he just thought he was going to get a shiny star. That's why he's like, I'll be sure, Mom. But you honestly... This is like the solution, you know, oh, yes, the problems are our doing. If I spill popcorn on the, this carpet, the solution for me is not to step on it. No, right, you bomb right. You bomb that popcorn. <laughs> but we're still arming the, the forces that would take, take over if Assad 
were which is also toppled out of power. Yeah, we're I mean meddling stupid, is one thing, and it's even stupider if we're meddling, which I'm not for anyway, and um, wasn't for the previous meddling either. It's <laughs> we're backing the wrong horse now. We are. But the thing with isolationism is it works if you're not out causing problems of your own. And can we just, you know, leave what's happening in Syria alone? I, what, what surprises me about people who voted for Trump based on this is everything well, we do. Well, I didn't vote for him based on this. I just liked this about him. Right. But, yeah. but everything we do in the Middle East is kind of a business decision. Yeah. Like there's always oil and business interests involved Strategic behind it. Location. Yeah. Need and those military bases and I, I don't get why people are shocked that Trump eventually aligned with the business interest position in Syria, which would be, hey, we have to still have a say there. See so we can control the oil. I, I and like part the... of it I think is a is a trade off. I mean he's acceding to the business. Uh, you know, there, we do keep hearing all of this palace intrigue in the New York Times about the warring factions of the White House. Right. And I think he's acceding to the business interests on this so that he won't, um, on immigration, the bids have come in on the wall. Apparently, you know, some some test building is going to happen in San Diego now. Um, so so that may be part of the trade-off. But no, I agree. This intervention is 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 idiotic. We've had a lot of abortive interventions over the course of the well, the tw- the past couple of centuries. What we were expecting was, I mean the the nobody was expecting Yoko. I mean all this gloating, <laughs> <laughs> all this gloating that was happened. Trump will be the great peacemaker. I mean it it wasn't that. What we were expecting was Eisenhower. <laughs> we were expecting the guy who understood that when Britain, France and Israel tried to rope us into the Suez crisis, this isn't our we we can't fix this. Right? Okay, but this is the thing. If your first 90 days in office, every decision you make is just idiotic, the stupidest and simplest thing to do is just do the exact opposite. And that's all he's been doing lately. Every right. deci- He goes to his cabinet and says, what, what would you guys do? And they tell him, and he now just does the exact opposite. <laughs> because if everything you do is wrong, the opposite must be right. That's the simplest math. He seems to, to, to be right. pulling back on Syria now since... Since the eruption, <laughs> well, uh, in, well, in the again, wake of the bombing, and 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 this, he has been pr- pretty solid. This is the biggest problem I have still. with everything that went that happened in that short Syrian time span. Because believe me, this only took a week. Right. This was in the yeah. news and out of the news in a seven day time period because all of a sudden the mother of all bombs was being dropped for no apparent reason. Right. Right. Then Aaron Hernandez okay. died. He <laughs> he sits there and says his intervention was strategic, but then. You bomb an airfield and don't destroy the runway? (laughs) (laughs) Also, when you bomb said airfield, you let Syria's biggest ally know so that they can pull out any any, uh, forces they have on the ground to to lower collateral damage. So basically all you did was like play SimCity and destroy – you destroyed – a, a, a building or two yeah but you know the, t- the the roads were still there so it's easier to rebuild that way you know yeah. what i'm saying like there was th- this was this was such a non-incident even though it was a giant incident yeah yeah i mean it it it, it did strike me as a pr move yeah but... it's yeah it's oh, no, definitely he, a... he he retweeted some uh but idiot right-wing website saying that his his ever since the bombings his approval ratings up to 50 percent now 
That's based on you know the people <laughs> well, in that office. Well, I mean, there was a lot of the, I mean, the when you take, yeah, it was a vote CNN of four people. I mean, this is when he became president. We kept yeah. hearing that a lot. Oh, how many times have they said that since he became like? Every time he gives a speech that's not oh, he was so presidential today. Incoherent. He's, they're like he's finally. They're looking president. for any. Re- he had anytime mashed he potatoes and of- gravy. Wow, that's a presidential <laughs> yeah. move right there. Anytime he shows any kind of vestigial sign of uh, liberalism from his from the early eighties, they're like today he became president. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that's kind of what the serious strike seemed like to me was more a PR move, but it just. It if there was see, one thing to be learned from the entire is, last year's election campaign, it was that nobody wants the Bushes back. Stop, yeah. Trump. This is yeah. this is the, the craziest part about dealing with politics right now. All these old, antiquated, ancient pieces of shit keep thinking that this is the Eisenhower era, where it's like, you know, you just need a buzzword, or you just need to do a thing, and then the people are on your side. Trump continually goes, everything's fake news, but if news is good... Oh, this is real news. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. he don't you understand? You're just make calling yourself a hypocrite. Yeah, but he doesn't get that because as an old man, he's like, "Well, I'm just going. I like the headline. We yeah. need the coal industry back." No, you thought he still thinks that Syria is the linchpin of the Middle East. Syria and Afghanistan are the only words he knows. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Those are the only words he knows dealing with the Middle East. So that's all he's going to focus on. And the minute the world comes to grips with the fact of he, we can't do anything. Just like you said, we can't do anything. But he used to, to change he used it over to there. Get this, and twi- I mean, everybody was retweeting no, he those tweets from 2013 when he Obama didn't. was intervening in the Oh my God, stop! No focus on our no, no, problem. Realize this: he didn't get it. That was him re reiterating all the bullshit Fox News and Breitbart was saying at the time. That's why when you see like everything that Fox News said was was reflected by the Republican Party. In uh, in de- in defense of their actions to say Obama shouldn't do it, don't go into Syria. Then Trump says we shouldn't go into Syria. Our leader will make a big mistake. Yeah. But now that the minute Trump does it, everybody has to backtrack. Fox News has to backtrack. Breitbart has to backtrack. Trump has to backtrack, and they act like it d- didn't exist. Yeah. That's because old people don't understand the internet. <laughs> <laughs> if you said it eight years ago, six years ago, it's still there. Yeah, like, it's, it's going to come back. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that is a problem. To and even realize that to, to this point, he works in the White House, has an unlimited amount of staffers. Nobody's just gone back through his Twitter account and deleted all of his old tweets. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've just, all been archived in a million articles. Well, no, they've the been archived. Yeah. But, yeah. But, no, it's not like deleting no, them. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you If they're archived, at least somebody has to go and look through an archive to find them. You can just type in Donald Trump at real Donald Trump and the word Syria or right, but I mean, and you can they're still on his page. By archived I mean like yeah. there are a bunch of news articles talking about oh, yeah. Trump tweeted today about Syria and they're from 2013. And yeah, he I mean he he, he he did get this then. He got this during the campaign. And even even back then there was the same way there are elements of the left now saying, you know, Trump is uh, Trump is presidential now that he's going into Syria. There were elements of the right then saying Obama is presidential. He's going into there was. I mean, people. There are oh, the, stupidly hawkish but elements on both the left and the right. So it wasn't just that like Trump was parroting what the right wing was saying. You know, a lot of people on the right were not saying that. No, they were. Well, they were. The, the Republicans went on record saying President Obama, you need congressional approval to do anything, and if it does not, uh, if it does not in any way 
uh, threaten the the security of the United States, do not do it. Some Republicans were saying right. that, but there were also, I mean, if, if you look at the entire, during the election campaign, or dur- during the primary campaign, every other Republican, particularly Jeb and, and, and Marco Rubio, and to a, a lesser extent, your Ted Cruz's, um, they were all talking about how they were going to fix Syria and meddle yeah, with the Middle yeah. East and rearrange all well, yeah, of this. They, and Trump was the one saying no. Well, yeah, we because have, all we of have them, our own problems. All of them have money and interest in the oil lobby and the war machine. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, exactly. Like, so, I'm, yeah, they're going to want to go in and cause right. a war. Trump wasn't invested in that until after he became president. Then all of a sudden, he no, got his hands are tied. I with think him. Trump still had financial interests also. It's just he played people like he he did what politicians do what he had the see now I you're making him it, sound smart and i don't like it well no <laughs> i feel like calling him stupid is what got him elected okay. basically I, I feel yeah. more like he got played i mean i think i mean the, well the, ru- the, well, ru- the I mean, rumor maybe. is that it was it was uh ivanka that uh that persuaded him to do it and your favorite kid is your soft spot this is <laughs> This is uh, this is like Bobby Kennedy being attorney general again. Or at least Bobby Kennedy was smarter than JFK. Um, but this is yeah, he didn't ride in a convertible. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, F- well, fat lot of good it did. Well. <laughs> I mean, to a point. To a point. If Fool only me Jackie once. had been president. <laughs> <Dropped out. laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I. Th- I I, I think it is just that, yeah, you, you can't have your favorite kid around telling you what to do. Right. But I, I it also struck me as kind of a, at a time when people were really focusing on his ties to Russia, it felt like a vast departure from his relationship with them. Too. Yeah. Because it, like the, especially the part where he told Russia it was happening, like everything Trump's doing right now could just be to deflect attention from that Russia and I investigation. Think he, 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 he is pulling back from the Syria thing now, which I like. There was there was news of Jeff Sessions touring the border, which I like. It seems like he's redirecting. <laughs> and he has been... I understand one of the other things he wanted to talk about was that his administration is no longer officially going to label China a currency manipulator. Right. Um, and, you know... I agree with you. Yeah, they are. But here's where I'm defending him now. Get ready to get angry with me again. <laughs> um, the, this is one of the things he has to do. One of the things we always heard about him during the campaign is, oh, he's too much of a loose cannon. He can't be diplomatic when he needs to be. No, he needs Xi Jinping to countervail North Korea right now. And the, the meeting at Mar-a-Lago went well. You have to give some concessions to get Xi to do what he did, which was turn back those North Korean coal ships, to your point about the coal industry, and uh, say China's going to buy coal from America now. Hey, turns out it was a good thing, us us revamping the coal China industry. China doesn't need coal. They've been buying coal from North Korea, and what passes for a North Korean economy, export economy, <laughs> hinges on selling coal to China. Air China is also... This was admittedly, in the Global Times, which is the Chinese newspaper that's sort of the mouthpiece of the Politburo. Um, but <laughs> air, apparently, Air China flights to and from North Korea have been um, have been stopped. So what little, what little tourism they have is being squeezed. Well, that's because it was United Air. 
You know, that's the only reason. <laughs> you kick one Chinese guy off an airplane and all of a sudden yeah. North Korea, China, uh, direct flights kind of get, get, get sketchy. Scarier than flying to North Korea. And talk about being a, <laughs> flying there's, there's a billion people oh, in China. Sweet. They I'm a young those brown man like who flies alone on United. <laughs> I, gotta, I still got frequent flyer miles I don't want to waste on United. Look, what the fuck am I supposed to if, do? If, if you're thinking, okay, China doesn't need the coal industry from america like if you're gonna say they're currency manipulators they're keeping that trade open but i think they're just making diamonds i'm not even gonna bullshit you they're they're finding <laughs> there's there was a report one uh that came out the saying since pop since pollution was so bad they've they've they're just developing technology to pull carbon out of the atmosphere yeah and create artificial diamonds now, I don't know if they're making, like, you know, satellite lasers like a James Bond movie. I don't know what they're into over there. I just know they don't – enough solar – there's enough solar energy and alternate energy in China that the coal industry would make a, what, 2%? Would be, like, 2% of their well, energy solar consumption? solar energy and, and alternate – I don't think that's true. I mean, you're I, – I think you're dismissing the amount of, you know, very poor – rural areas there are yeah, in they, china they, they, as yeah. in a, they burn in a, rice burn wood <laughs> well as in a country like panda, India, you panda know, bones i don't know <laughs> you see these slums and you know in in india and there are a lot of these like china too but i've i've only been to them in india and korea you know, you know what the korean barbecue industry gonna plummet now <laughs> hibachi grills dying right now dying out <laughs> go get your go get your buffet on now folks i mean uh, uh, People are burning parts of their houses to keep warm. I mean, the idea that, you know, suddenly it's going to be Switzerland and they're all going to be yeah. <laughs> running on alternative energy, I think is a little bit of a pie in the sky yeah, right can, now in a country with over a billion. That's almost the only thing I could see China needing coal for is just literally to burn it to keep their people. <laughs> all of the people <laughs> We're there just keeping people warm. But a lot of it is very northerly, China. Did you see, did you see the, the one of the latest developments in this is that Trump... They're they're calling it, you know. They're saying he just misspoke, but he basically said that Korea used to be a part of China. Which, if you're in South Korea and Trump is all of a sudden buddying up to China over North Korea, that can't make you feel good because that to <laughs> yeah. me seems like all right. Well, if you go in and fix North Korea, just take South Korea while yeah. you're there too. <laughs> like I don't give were a you shit. Guys, were you they guys here the whole yours? time? I you mean, guys I the whole, like, <laughs> yeah. Have we met with the South Korean leadership? Have they have they had a golf uh, date at Mar-a-Lago yet? No. <laughs> well, they, they were, they were Talk kind about of being the ugliest girl at the prom, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Last pick to dance, I tell you. <laughs> they, I mean, they, they, they were busy with that impeachment scandal. Um, yeah. But they, uh, I, I think South Korea, yeah, I, I think Trump did misspeak. And I think South Korea is priority with North Korea right now. Is Trump using China to squeeze them? I think they're happy about that right yeah. now because if North Korea is developing nukes, um, there's a bigger threat of their nuking South Korea than America. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. I, th I, I, Which, I think that's we, their priority right now. I think that's top of their list, not you know a, a misspoken pop off from a guy who yeah yeah. Does and that. I, I hate to detract from good old OJ for a moment, but <laughs> the fact that we dropped nuclear bombs on Hiroshima. Right. Back in WW2. But North Korea doesn't have the capability to launch a missile that can not just fall into the water right now. But they're like, right. we have smartphones. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that I, I call interesting bullshit. 
Because yeah. I, I don't know military technology. I drink and do too many drugs to know stuff. But <laughs> the fact that we can have all of this, they it's not like they, they're saying, oh, they also don't have cell phones in North Korea. They don't right. have, how can they have all the technology except for this one little bit? Yeah. There's, it's not just the one little bit. I mean, they don't have, the, <laughs> the, the government is strapped for cash. And they, they weren't even able to develop nukes at all until the 90s when, oops, Madeleine Albright gave them the money and the equipment to do it. And even even as far as the rest of technology goes, have you seen that map of the world, you know, where they have, it It shows all the world the way it looks when it's lit up at night from space. Oh, yeah. And the south is, you know, lit and cosmopolitan yeah. and gorgeous, and the north is just dark. North Korea <laughs> well, no, is It has to grim. be dark. Kim Jong has a bedtime, and <laughs> and you, if fearless leader goes to bed, everybody goes to bed. Them the rules. Yeah, yeah you know that, what they do to people who turn their lights on after eight. <laughs> they gotta save that. That's how monsters of... come out of your closet? That you yeah. saw? Did you see Monsters Inc? <laughs> there was a light on. The monster showed up. Keep the lights off, kids. Yeah, so I mean, that's the kind of thing they have to save money on. So it makes sense that they don't have that kind of nuclear technology. Yeah, I mean, the thing about him changing his stance on them being a currency manipulator is that at the time he said it he was wrong like that they're not they still manipulate their currency they just do it in a way now that we like because the same way we manipulate our currency because all, all currency manipulation is is you buy other foreign currencies to make your currency seem weaker against it and then that gives you an unfair trade advantage Mm -hmm. and china hasn't done that since 2014 but it doesn't mean they don't do it. The only difference is their economy started tanking, so they started doing it in reverse and basically buying their own currency to make it seem stronger. So they're still doing it, just not in a yeah, way that's was, unfair to it, us. It's just a thing where... Right, I, th- I think it is his decision to not have it officially labeled that way, which, I, again, is... Is 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 different from thinking that. I okay, mean, there right. are wait, there wait, only wait, wait. I will. There are only three <laughs> countries officially designated by the U.S. State Department as terrorist countries. Um, yet there are a lot more currencies that produce lots of terrorists. Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, so can there, we, can there, we just... there, there's a difference between an official designation and what is part, <laughs> is actually part one. Part one to this. Can we all agree that if you ask Donald Trump what currency manipulation is, he would have no idea how to explain it? Yeah, I I feel like someone has gotten in his ear that he really trusts. Yeah, that, that, that like, like he read an article like or some fucking Batman of politics has just swept in. <laughs> fucking what's his uh, what's his uh, the guy who got fired Ailes? Who's his his oh, yeah. on his uh Roger Ailes. Yeah, Roger Ailes, Ailes yeah. who who fi- fired from Fox News, hired by Donald Trump, of course. He's the one who told him, "Yeah, you know, China big time currency manipulator." Got blah blah yeah. blah. But if you ask him what does it mean? Just ask the president. What is currency manipulation? He wouldn't be able to explain it. I guarantee no, this. I don't think so. Well, if he's having Roger Ailes explain things to him, all I'm hoping is that Bill O'Reilly doesn't wind up in the White House now. <laughs> oh no, Bill O'Reilly's yeah. Bill O'Reilly's taking over the Tommy Lawrence spot. That's all. Uh, there's a there's an look. There are about six to twelve million idiots who have I will blow Bill O'Reilly access. to keep him out of the White House. I will blow Bill O'Reilly Here's to the tape thing. it and release it to all of conservative media to Here's keep him thing. out of the White House. Here's the thing. He would do it, but they would. They would praise his subjugation of the brown man. You know what I'm saying? So you really wouldn't. You would only make him stronger. You know, it's like a it's like a reverse Hulk. The more you blow him, I don't know. I don't know. Where I'm going with this. But if Trump doesn't know what currency manipulation is, he doesn't understand what it's how it's being done. Let alone the fact that his opening his big mouth manipulated the American currency. Yeah, it made our it made our currency drop. Uh, like what ten percent? 
yeah. in value yeah, yeah, over yeah. the course of a uh, six-day period? I think uh, um, what Adam said before is more accurate. I think people assuming Trump is this stupid is what got him elected. And I think he... Well, no, he, he, made, he made people in the flyover states feel important. Yeah, he he was he was well, talking to the, the common man about every Republican. That oh no 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 flyover. No, like people. the way <laughs> the way the way people hated uh, what's he's his just, name? He's just the mingling with Kerry. Was it who who ran against Obama in the second election? Uh, uh, Mitt Romney. Uh, Romney. Yeah, Romney. Okay, people people right. They the say this about states, Republicans who win. <laughs> no, no, they hate. No, they but there was a, a disdain for him because of his quote unquote pedigree. He wasn't there for the common man. He was more in the interest of, hey, I need rich white people to stay rich white people. Where Trump was like, I love rich white people, but I also love it when you you can shoot people in the street. Like, who's going <laughs> to No intelligent I mean, individual is going to say, oh, you can just, I could probably just shoot somebody and you guys will still vote well, for he me. He wasn't just saying, that was a very clearly a joke. He said, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. And it was, at that, yeah. like, that was a joke. And I think everybody who, who heard jokes that like got that? that that was a who joke. Who jokes like that? <laughs> name, me, name me one rational individual who's running for public office who jokes like that on record. Not behind Donald closed doors. <laughs> no, and no sane I, thinking individual would say something like that, even joking. Somebody who hasn't been focus grouped into utter bland unrelatability would say that. And but. that, but that's the whole thing. That's why he was able to connect with the flyover states because people were like, "Oh man, he'll talk about shooting people. That's cool." Yeah. <laughs> Does he have any idea what he's doing in terms of running the I, country? I don't think it no. was. I don't think it was just the pop off. You know, he. T- I mean, the, I, that may have been part of his appeal. I don't. I. I think it, it that, did not contribute to people part, hating him the way it was true with Romney. But I think. It, I, I think it. It was policy. I think it was his positions on immigration part, and trade that won him the election. And that part's not necessarily stupid. Like the fact that he really figured out how to tap in. That's also just to. to a, a a base that in some cases wouldn't have voted for either party. Yeah, they would have stayed home where they should have stayed. <laughs> Stay <laughs> home a third and of the cousins. counties that voted for Obama in twenty twelve flipped to Trump in twenty sixteen. Um, so it's uh, and look where we are now, guys. <laughs> like if you're wondering why the world is in in peril it, it, and every country is a, thinks of us, this is the first time, honestly, that other countries look at us as a laughing stock. You know. Like, uh, I, Bush I, I, yeah, I remember everybody <clears throat> saying this every day for eight years no, during the Bush yeah. administration. No, with Bush, with Bush, every liberal, we were all laughing along with it. Whereas for the first time, yeah. we're terrified, but the rest of the world's like, not our problem. Ha <laughs> Look what you guys got yourself yeah. into. You see what I'm saying? Like but with Bush, kind of, we were laughing along. I think it's, I, um... It kind of is the rest of the world's problem in that what we're seeing with Trump is a, a thing that's happening in a lot of other countries. Like France, Marine Le Pen is. I think. I think um, the history of that party is gonna fuck her out of the election in the end. I mean, I think like what uh, lots of people, including Marine herself. Uh, God, that French election makes me happy to yeah. live in America. Which, but a lot of people, including Marine herself, have, have have compared her to Trump. But the thing Trump was smart enough to do that she did not do. Uh, grab him by the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> grab. Uh, one of the two major political parties by the pussy yeah. uh, and commandeer that and not have herself, you know, tethered to the kind of third party that the National Front is. I mean, if she loses, Emmanuel Macron is going to win. And he's a third party guy, too. But right. Al Marsh is relatively new um, compared to the to the Front National. And the problem with the Front National is 
is Marine's dad, Jean-Marie Le Pen, who was a, is a genuine racist and a yeah. really bad guy. And Super a piece duper of shit. racist. Yeah. And like, and she pe- doesn't necessarily people in distance France, herself from that. She does. She, she, I mean, unfortunately she has the name and she has the party because that's where she came up. She should have left and commandeered the Republicans. I think she would have done better with the, she, she could have beaten Francois Fillon in that race. Um, but yeah, she, she booted him. She basically <laughs> muscled Jean-Marie out of the party. She always talks, she's constantly distanced herself from him whenever he's brought up she's like stop i don't like him um she's she's one of the one of the the other things we were going to talk about is nato mm -hmm. and his uh stance on nato has changed and she's actually one of the people who's really upset with his stance on nato right i mean what what he said do the exact opposite and your (laughs) approval rating yeah in that case he literally did the exact opposite he was like uh nato's obsolete and then a few months later, we're like, hey, what about NATO? He's like, uh, it's no longer obsolete. Well, no. Again, it was that the the gambit worked. Um, when he was saying it during the campaign, I mean, for one thing, this is kind of an ancillary point, but NATO was formed to to defend against a Soviet Union that doesn't exist anymore. So if we're talking the technical sense of what it was created for, yeah, that that was not operative anymore. Um, but in, in in the campaign, the context of is is talking about NATO – uh, was trying to get these European countries to up their share of the defense budget. And it is true that under the terms of the treaty, they were supposed to be contributing, I think it was 2% of GDP. They weren't doing that. And his his tough talk worked. Right after the election, Jens Stoltenberg, Secretary General of NATO, was so freaked out that he wrote this, like, <laughs> pissy little op-ed in The Guardian saying, Jesus, Trump, leave, leave us alone. Stop being so mean. Uh, we can... <laughs> Europe is going to up its share of the defense budget this year. Yeah. yeah so it, it worked. I mean, it, it, the tough talk worked, and so it can ease up now. Yeah, so, but... But if, how, the, if, the, the, if the tough talk is what got you, if the tough talk is what got you there, and then you can... You're not allowed to do the exact opposite. It's not... It, no, it's... You use the hammer until the nail is in. <laughs> now then, that the nail is in, you don't stop hitting it. Yeah, but or, the, I mean, you stop hitting. Yeah, it. Yeah, but it, but the exact opposite would then be pulling the nail out, which is what he did. He secured he his position by hammering out. that nail. But now he's saying, "Okay, I don't need he this." No, he didn't pull the nail out. I mean, he got he got what he needed. Your, uh, the Secretary General of NATO has committed Europe to upping its share of the defense budget. He got what he wanted. He's what, done. Prior <laughs> prior to all of this, when. We were really drilling down on Trump and Russia. What was your take on that? Like, because I saw a lot of Trump supporters who were like, "What's so? What? What's the harm in making nice with Russia? What's a NATO?" And <laughs> and if if you were of that mindset, then we're doing the exact opposite now. So and oh, like, but remember, Russia's an enemy now. Yeah. Well, well, one of the things I heard was, "Well, I certainly don't want to go to war with Russia." So. Now, do you think we're going to war with Russia? I don't think we are going to war with Russia. I don't think he's, uh, as I said, he's he's easing up on Syria. Um, He is not established. I mean, in the context of the election, if you're talking about that, that Russian rhetoric when he was talking about making nice with Russia, I mean, he has not established a no-fly zone over Syria, requiring us to bomb down Russian planes that fly over Syria, as Hillary wanted to do. We right. didn't um, even bomb the Russian planes that were flying over, spy ships that were flying over <laughs> our coast. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're not going to bomb them on their turf. Right, exactly. So, I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to war with Russia. Yeah, I mean, I certainly <laughs> hope not. But all of this, I don't think all of happening. this really feels like Trump breaking up with Russia. 
Like the oh only, yeah, that, that, the only the, person I don't think he. I like, I think a lot was made of how chummy Trump and Putin were more than it was. I mean, like uh, there was somebody. You mean, I think it was the wait, New York wait, Review wait, wait, of Books was, that pointed out. Um, it was made you know, up more it, than it was when it was Trump's own words being said. Oh, I met Putin. He's a great guy. I really respect he him. Says that about every leader oh, no, but he, he meets. But he, he's, he's no, all, that's the typical oh, no, boilerplate. We're going to have constructive dialogue. It's a bunch of bullshit rhetoric. It's a bunch of rhetoric. I get that, but the problem is, is that. When you sit back, when you sit back and you say all these great things about his leadership and, you know, just like uh, Adam said, during the election, everybody was on this camp of, well, wouldn't why would it be so bad to have a good relationship with Russia? Why? Yeah. Well, no, that was like three weeks ago that people were saying that. Yeah, shit. I don't think I it mean, is so again, bad. To, we, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it is again, so bad we, to have a good relationship with Russia. I don't think they were as buddy buddy as. Uh, oh, they were very buddy buddy. And no, if this, I don't think if this, so. Everybody was talking. If, if the this FBI investigation around, goes down the way it's supposed to, <laughs> we're going to see that they were very buddy buddy. No, the the quote that keeps getting thrown around that Putin even preferred Trump to Hillary is was, and this was pointed out in the New York Review of Books, um, a mistranslation of his. Russian. Putin called Trump colorful. Uh, that word was mistaken for the word for brilliant. And then the the quote that keep getting th- kept getting thrown around, and that the uh, the intelligence community used as the basis for all of. Um, their assumptions about Putin was Putin calls Trump brilliant. No, Hillary was the one whose foundation during her secretaryship took millions of dollars from Russia with the result that in January 2013, right before she left office, she pushed through or helped push through a deal with Rosatom, giving Russia control of, oh, 20% of our uranium producing capacity. She was the one who had proven her pliability to Russia. Of course, Putin would have preferred then I, her then in 2016. I, would probably, I don't think Putin was backing Trump. Then I probably would have been worried about her ties to Russia too, if she became president, right? But, but we're talking didn't. about the election. She, you're talking. We're, we're talking about alleged election meddling. No, no, right. I'm, I'm talking. I don't think Putin preferred no, Trump, no, I'm not, so I don't I'm think not he meddled about, to get Trump in. I'm not talking about Putin, election manipulation. I'm talking about Trump's buddy ideals and his commentary around Putin and how it's done a full 360, along with the fact that. It lines up with, oh, there's a lot of investigating saying that you that w- there was Russian collusion. So all of a sudden now Trump is doing everything he can to distance himself yeah, part of the, from a yeah. relationship with Russia. I think I think part of that is PR. And as I said before, I think bombing Russia or it's a not, not Russia, sorry, bombing Syria yeah. uh, and, and pissing off Russia was was a PR move. I think that was part of it. But I do think the original premise that they were so buddy buddy. As many sex dreams as I have had about that, um, <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with that premise. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll find out. We could, like, it's Yeah, not I mean, really I'm not even, opposed to this investigation going It's down. not like we'll either see. of us have information that's yeah. going to break the case. But I do Cindy think, Adams probably does. Have you been reading her column in the New York Post? No. She's so, I mean, she just bitches about celebrities, but she was very in with that whole Trump thing because, you know, she knows all the the, the yeah. top machas in New York. And starting with election night, she kept, you know, dribbling out little bits of gossip about who was coming in, who was coming out. Yeah. This person is talking to this person. What is Putin wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Gorgeous pink garters. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it it just so that 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 column is the only palace intrigue column about the White House that I believe. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like all of these moves, even the not no longer calling China a currency manipulator, just seem like an obvious uh, breaking of ties with Russia. Because every single one of these things, if we had pulled out of NATO, that benefits Russia because then they can uh, go start a world war in the Balkan states like they want to do. Yeah. Like it's, I get that the Soviet Union doesn't exist, but there is 
an element in Russia that very much is bent on taking back land that was once theirs. Yeah. Russia is also poor and weak. Um, Whoa. So <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're so's they're, North Korea. So we're why we're so is Syria in that to, aspect, but they're still a yeah, threat I don't to our national security. Be, I don't think we should be involved in Syria either, as I said. <clears throat> and as to the North Korea point, I think we've have dealt with that diplomatically by by having the meeting with Xi Jinping. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I think again, Yeah, let yeah, let's I mean, never if, know what's again, happen, but it it Trump's been in office for about a hundred days and it feels like it's been four years. <laughs> like there's enough talking points about the 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 travesty that is his administration to go on for a lifetime the just in this hundred days, days. yeah administration yeah. <laughs> again we bombed syria in a seven-day span and went through we're on the brink of war and then in a week later we bomb afghanistan we're on the brink of war now it's a week later and brink we're talking war we've been at war in afghanistan for a decade and a half yeah brink of war we haven't been okay in terms of American interests, yes, we've been in there trying to overthrow regimes, get rid of fundamental, uh, fundamental ice and terrorism, trying and... to get more oil, blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden, our war cycle is only seven days long. I don't think we should. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's, it's the thing where everything's just short and it's like, boom. And then all of a sudden you got, oh, wait, Trump didn't even know what country he bombed because he was more worried about the beautiful chocolate cake he was eating. You know what I'm saying? It's like... <laughs> It's so it's it's so that that chocolate cake thing I think was a was actually a a it may have contributed to the success of his meeting with Xi because he was you know imagine your your Xi Jinping sitting at a dinner table with the president of the United States at Mar-a-Lago and you're enjoying a piece of chocolate cake together and he's like oh my god this chocolate cake is amazing <laughs> by the way I bombed Syria isn't this isn't this isn't this gorgeous. He, how how frightened do you think she was? He was like, oh my god, how, this how, guy, how I relaxed, gotta do what this guy wants. <laughs> how relaxed is this megalomaniac that he can just eat chocolate cake after almost starting another war? You know? Good times. Well, I think I, well, I think it was on show for Xi Jinping, and it got Xi to do what he wants. I am results-oriented. Anybody who wants to be, who, who wants to govern 350 million people is a psychopath. Yeah, it. all of these things still, in one way or another play into my theory that we will be at war with Venezuela soon. <laughs> that's I feel like that's yeah. the only place we're headed. For one thing, China is Venezuela's number two customer when it comes to exporting oil, which mm-hmm. they have the biggest oil reserves in the and world. And that's the biggest reason we'll go to we're war We're number one. Yep. So having good relations with us after we inevitably invade Venezuela is in China's best interest, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> and there have been there's a lot of bad dudes coming out of Venezuela. Got to build that wall. Yeah. You hear, well, when Venezuela's you in into, Mexico, right? Well, when you look into Trump his his immigration stuff, like we talk about Mexico all the time, but if you really read it, it addresses more people coming from Central America. Mm-hmm. Right. Mexico is Me- the conduit. Yeah. yeah. So it the, it still kind of applies there. Yeah. And. He has kind of a track record of when, I've said this before, when people bring up human rights, he's normally like, meh, who the fuck cares? But there have been two human rights issues since he became president that have somehow ruffled his feathers. There was Syria, Mm -hmm. which could have been just his kid, like you said, kind of talking him into it. And for some reason, Venezuela. He's very worried about human rights abuses in Venezuela. 
And I don't know if you saw the story that came out today. I haven't seen that much of us talking about this, so you, you I'm going to keep at it. I don't know just enough Google about this it, to speak to yeah. it. If, if you Google it, you'll see him talking about Venezuela as a human rights issue. And today it just came out that Venezuela nationalized part of their car industry and oh, basically shit. took the <laughs> GM uh, operations that were in Venezuela and they just nationalized them which they also did to Exxon in 2007 mm -hmm. when Rex Tillerson was a CEO. And boy, has he held a grudge over that. Right. So mm. I'm telling you, the, the, all of this is building up to Venezuela. The yeah. Tillerson wing... And on the bright side, we'll destroy Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to murder but, but the Tillerson wing But they'll of still his... kick our ass in soccer, and that's what really hurts the most. <laughs> and beauty pageants. Oh, yeah. They oh. dominate in beauty Some pageants. hot women in Venezuela, though. <laughs> Amen. Venezuela, Brazil, mm, we gotta. We should just go to South America. We need to do a show out there just to look at the ladies. Well, Giselle, probably. that's why, I mean, all I knew about the Super Bowl was that <clears throat> Team Giselle won, and so I was happy for Giselle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the, yeah, I don't know enough about this to speak to it, um, but what I can contribute is that it seemed like the Tillerson wing of his cabinet was the wing pushing for intervention in Syria, and since he's backing away from that now, apparently, seems to be, um, maybe that will influence his thinking on Venezuela as well. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, I, 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 I don't want a war in Venezuela. You, we have no good options. We have no good options out there. Stay I think, out of the third world. I think, can't fix I think Rex wants that. But oil we're not back. there. See, that's the thing. We're not there to fix it. We are there to take over. Yeah, that's we, what we do. When you nationalize the oil, we lose money. So therefore, we got to get we've, rid of the, the people. We've in basically power. been at war with. Oh, right. Venezuela Our definition since. of fixing is taking over. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. So it's uh, yeah. I don't. No, let's not. Yeah. Britain had nationalized part of the car industry, too, or I think most or all of the car industry at one point. Nobody wants to drive a fucking Fiat. It's fine. <laughs> you know? <laughs> all right. So we should wrap it up so we can record. British Leyland. We're, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Brexit next week. Oh, shit. So expect more Russia talk. <laughs> hey, God damn uh, it, Russia. Do we... Uh, this was fun, though. This was yeah. So ch before we get out of here, okay. Samir, what, how are you feeling after, I'm assuming you still voted for Trump. I, yeah. I doubt you voted, you changed your mind. <laughs> in, the, in the week, <laughs> in the are, week after we were How are you feeling about election. that vote? Do you think he's delivering on the things he promised that? Some, I mean, he's not my candidate anymore. He's my president, and I'm, every president pisses me off. I, I, he was still the preferable option, and he's, he still has not wavered as much as, Lots of people were scared he would on my number one issue, immigration. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not unhappy I did it, but I'm still pissed off at him all the time. Yeah, that's fair. I'm still unhappy that you did it <laughs> <laughs> in California. Yeah, I yeah. was, I was the swing vote. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> you know the only, the only good thing I can say about OJ being in office is that the WWE will be a world dominating force within that's the true. next three years. That's true. It'll probably be a wing of the military soon. I can't wait. <laughs> we'll just go in and oh, man. set up turnbuckles to jump off think about, of. Think about the rock paragliding in to save. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Maybe this will all be for the best. Mankind, mankind is special ops. You know what I'm saying? He's like the psychopath you send behind enemy lines. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? Quincy. Oh, coming up, guys. I will be at uh, Owl Luck in downtown L.A. on the 27th at 8 p.m. Come out for that show. That's going to be a good time. We got Quincy Jones and Owen Smith. And then uh, May 10th, I'm hosting Blame Social Media at the Hollywood Improv. Nice. Come on out. We got a free uh, email me or uh, Facebook. 
yeah. Twitter me if you want to get on the guest list. Get in free. Come hang out. Samir. Uh, when is this coming out? This will be up on Monday. Okay, so Friday, this Friday, April 28th, Stand Up the Improv, 8 p.m. at Time Warp Records. Then Saturday and Sunday, you can see me at 8 p.m. at Fanatic Salon in L.A. Ooh. And then 9.30 p.m., Sunday, April 30th, I will be at Theater of Note playing. And then the next Tuesday, May 2nd, Roast Battle in the Belly Room at the Comedy Store. Very nice. With I, uh, Eric Lampert, the divine Eric Lampert. As far as shows, the only thing I have coming up is uh, May 12th, The Darkest Hour at Westside Comedy Theater in nice, Santa Monica. Nice. Our Patreon is going now. That is where we do our subscription service. So go sign up for that. Give us money. <laughs> give us give us money. Give so us I can... money. Give us good reviews on iTunes and SoundCloud and retweet us and let your friends know how awesome we are. Yeah. Tell your friends. Go tell somebody about us. That's all we really want. <laughs> and uh, yeah, follow us. Oh, on and then uh, today's, socials. I forgot, I knew I was supposed to say something. Uh, today's recipe was the uh, Trump Tower Taco Bowl. Oh. Just go to Del Taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Del Taco, same Taco thing. Taco Bell is so much better, sweetie. They don't sell a Taco Bowl there. Do they not? No, okay. no Taco Bowl. No Taco Bowls at Taco Bell. Which, Taco Bell. let's just be honest, missed market right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But for sure. You think Taco Bell's going to use that much lettuce? I don't think so. No, probably not. All right. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Quincy, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Samir, say goodbye. Ciao, darlings. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.